Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. This series is entitled The Sales Leadership Roundtable. I'm interviewing a variety of business leaders, recruiters, and fellow trainers and coaches across North America, exploring how they have overcome the challenges related to COVID-19, amongst other very insightful sales topics. Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. I have a very special guest uh, as part of our Sales Leadership Roundtable today. His name is Ian Adam. Now, I happened to work for Ian Adam back in our days at Apple, and I have always regarded Ian as my most strategic and helpful mentor in my entire sales and business career. So, Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ian. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad yes. you could make the time. Greatly appreciate it. How's the weather down in sunny California today? Well, it's uh, cool. Uh, by cool, I mean about uh, 10 degrees. <laughs> and uh, uh, sun, the sun came out. But uh, Chris, the sun will up you're, you're, you're having yeah, a better day nice. than we are up in Vancouver. <laughs> are you shoveling snow right now or no? No, there's no snow like there is in other parts of Canada. But we're, we're, we had snow earlier this week, but it's all gone. Yeah. Yeah. So other than the weather, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners, uh, Ian? Who are you? What do you do? What is the company that you're, you're running? And how could people get a hold of you should they need to? Sure. Um, so we're, we're um, an ed tech company. Uh, so we do education technology. We focus on listening and speaking in English. So we'll teach people with technology. We're using technology such as speech recognition, uh, a very clear, concise syllabus for learning English that builds on what you've learned before. And we've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, so we're one of the oldest uh, surviving um, ed tech companies around. Um, and we're still private. So uh, we do business. Our, our largest market is uh, China, followed by Thailand, uh, Turkey, uh, these kinds of places. So we've got representation and their own people in certain areas. We have a mobile product from uh, we we started we founded a startup in 2017. I'm CEO, president, CEO of both these companies, Dynad and uh, Next Gen English Online, and uh, the Next Gen. Uh, focuses on mobile and mobile development. And we, we deal with corporations, uh, like private language academies, uh, school systems, like our largest customer is Ministry of National Education in Turkey, where we've got currently about 8 million students uh, learning English with our product. Um, so 
they've been doing this fairly successfully for a long time. And the reason we, we, we've been around for a long time is because people can keep, keep renewing uh, uh, subscription-based pricing. So, and the reason they do that is because of the success we have. We have a AI is built into our product, has been for a long time. We've been studying and collecting data forever. Um, over, we've had over 25 million students over the years. So it's, uh, it's been a pretty uh, exciting time, uh, especially recently. <laughs> but uh, so the, the company we're based in uh, San Jose, uh, California. And we have, you know, about now we have fewer people than we had before. <laughs> we were up to about 140 people globally, and we do business through channel partners and uh, so on globally. And we, do, we deal with universities, etc. So we're now in the process this year is all about uh, a pivot from desktop systems for schools to mobile systems for remote learning and so on, which has come along very appropriately. We started the development about 2016 or so. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, it's iadam at dynet.com uh, or uh, Adam at nextgenenglishonline.co.com. .co. Yeah, so that's how you can get a hold of me. Uh, that's that's great. What a, what a success story, uh, Ian. 30-plus years of development, you've pivoted, you've kept up with technology, and you're still privately owned, which is remarkable in this day and age, and uh, continuing to, to succeed. That's, that's, that's tremendous. Um, I've got a few questions for you, Ian, about uh, a couple are, are related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and others are related to sales in, in general. And so my first question, and I know our listeners are all fascinated by uh, what could be learned uh, out of this situation, but what has been your most significant business challenge as a result to the COVID-19 pandemic? You mean apart from cash flow? Um, you know, uh, yeah, you know, so that would be the, that, that's got to be uh, everyone's number yeah. one, I would say, from a business yeah. perspective, let alone the health yeah. of business yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say that the, the hardest part has been uh, we're, we're, we're an education technology company, right? So education shut down last year. And getting a hold of people, um, I try to get a hold of people in Toronto, Toronto School Board, very difficult to get a hold of. Uh, phone, phone messages, very tough time last year, I'd say, with the pandemic. Um, then I think, you know, around Q3, people started to appear again. Um, and the, uh, actually, uh, last year, August, uh, September, October, our biggest sales months, uh, even bigger than January before the, before the um, pandemic. So that was, that was actually more of a surprise to us, I think, to anyone else than anyone else. So we have we have this um, you know a solution as I mentioned that is mobile now. So and the reason we went that way was because of China. We our biggest operation well, well, still is in China. We have about uh, 24, 25 people there, and we have about 25, 28 people in Jakarta. Uh, but but in China was our biggest market because the, the thirst for learning English well. Uh, and understanding and committed to that is has been a big thing for us. So as we switched to mobile, uh, the pandemic showed up. So we were, you could call it uh, happy happenstance. Uh, we, I, no one could plan for a pandemic, but we were pretty well positioned. 
China trade, which pushed the Chinese economy down the tubes, which uh, sunk our largest client uh, at the beginning of last year, uh, the end of uh, 2019. <clears throat> and so for us, we had to make some changes in 2018 uh, 19 to, uh, you know, reduce our staffing a little bit, um, can, you know, keep this focus on sales. Um, we moved into, uh, offices such as WeWork. I give them a little bit of plugs. I really do like the model. Well, our people work remotely because we're a global company. You know, I work at three o'clock in the morning sometimes and I can't go to the office for that. I'll do that from home. So everyone, Everyone we have from 2018 onwards have all been pretty much working remotely. So this change, the pandemic that caused for people trying to figure out how to do this from home uh, was never a problem for us. We'd already solved that problem a few years ago. Uh, makes makes total sense. Now, again, with the pandemic, uh, what and, and you, you touched on some of it. What have you found to be your biggest sales challenges due to, to COVID? Everyone in everyone all time in the pandemic staying motivated. <laughs> you know, you're not seeing the same people all the time. So you it's really t and you're at home and you're not off at the office and you're not talking to other salespeople and you know, you, everything is online. There's a big adjustment period I think with the effect on sales. And then the problem of being able to reach clients who were no longer at that station. Uh, all of those things really affected everything in the pandemic. And as I say, for whatever reason, August, September, October, it turned out to be big for us. Um, so we're very happy about that. And, and that was really just per perseverance. And it wasn't that we did anything really much differently, honestly, in our particular product where, where we're selling to institutions who do, where we have to get teachers trained and teachers turn, have to relearn, learn how to uh, start, uh, teach remotely. That was a big learning curve for our clients. Um, so we went through all that, uh, and the pandemic really actually plays into our product strategy, which is that of going mobile and remote learning. Right. Right. Everyone working remotely, it stands to reason that they can learn that way as well. And uh, it's good to hear that perseverance, good old perseverance, has paid yeah. off. And uh, culturally, you've already had your, your, your people working remotely, so that wasn't a lot to adjust to. But uh, staying the course has, has been in your favor. That's great, great news. Yeah. The third question I've got for you today, Ian, is, and this one goes pre-pandemic, which is usually a lighter topic, um, what has proven to be your most successful sales strategy over the last three years? Uh, I, you know, because we're primarily a channel-driven business, I would say the sales strategy has been finding the right kind of partners that we've had to work with. So the selling is not so much to the end user, but it's helping our channel partners to sell in Thailand. For instance, we have a, a fantastic channel partner, for instance, in uh, Thailand uh, called Dynatics. I'll give them a little plug, but they're called Dynatics. And what they do is they sell uh, services, IT services to <coughs> universities in mostly Northern Thailand. And, uh, what, what, what they have uh, is a very, very strong CEO, uh, and he's hired very, very strong salespeople. And so our, our efforts have been all around 
helping the salespeople with account management training uh, and product training and all those types of things. And then because they already are a sales organization, already are plugged in locally, we're slightly different from you know the you know what we used to do in Vancouver, Ian, which is the customers down the road. You know, our customers are actually three thousand miles away, four thousand miles away. Um, right. So they're not people you can call on. But so we have to we have to focus on, and we did the same thing in British Columbia. We we did the you know we we trained our partners. We kept them informed, kept them up to date. We did sales incentive programs, all those types of things. Uh, now, sales incentive, we haven't done so much. It's very difficult to do globally because of tax issues and all kinds of other things I won't go into. But um, but we got very strong partners who are very loyal to us. And that loyalty is something that you don't just get. Uh, they don't give that to you. You right. have to earn that. And we've done that by doing what you do, a good customer you know, relationships. Um, you, know, you make sure that if they're in trouble, that you help them out. And, uh, and that you help them with all the things that they need to be successful themselves in their local market. Right. So helping your partner to be successful, be it training, be it a collaboration, whatever it takes to, to keep that loyal relationship uh, on an ongoing basis. That's, that's great news, Ian. That's fantastic. Loyalty yeah, is, uh, is, a, is key to everyone in sales. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What, so my fourth question for you, and this is one of my favorite questions to ask a gentleman like yourself, uh, sales leaders, mm -hmm. CEOs. But and you you've had lots of salespeople work for you through your 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 great career. I know you have. I was one of them. Um, what frustrates you most about salespeople that have worked for you? Whining. <laughs> you know, could you expand? Uh, just one word, whining. I, I don't like it when the salespeople have an excuse for not doing something. So that's clearly one of my bugaboos. I, I won't, I won't stand for that. If you can't find one way to do it, you have to find three others, and one of them will work. So you know, and honestly, we've 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 had had to deal with some of this, where we have salespeople who tend to now. The question is, would you call them really salespeople? They are salespeople, definitely, um, and they've moved into sales. But are they really properly coached, properly trained, properly um, you know, encouraged? Are they, and certainly, do they have the right kind of mindset of staying up, staying positive, even when things are tough? We all know it's a numbers game. You have to go out there and you have to, every day, you have to be making calls. And um, so the, the, the most frustrating thing for me is salespeople who really aren't and say they are, and um, and then whine why they can't get business uh, when they should find different ways to go after it. Well answered. I I, I like your your uh, example of they think they're salespeople but they don't behave that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. <laughs> so my last question for you today, sir, is uh, if you could change three positive things about your Salesforce slash channel organization, what would it be? Uh, apart from cutting out the whining, I guess. No, we, <laughs> I, we really don't. We, we don't have those people anymore. I'm just saying uh, we, we wouldn't tolerate that kind of stuff. So uh, the salespeople, I would say that um, the, the biggest thing from, from, from my perspective as a CEO 
is alignment. Right? Alignment all the way down through the organization, all the way to the person who's a student studying English at the other end. So for me, and there are a multitude of different things in there that, that you would need to address. Training, clearly, uh, product development, other things that we have to do as, a, as an organization uh, to provide the kind of solutions that work in all markets of the world, not just in one, but it has to work in all, we, you know, we do business about 70 countries, so it has to work in all those countries. Um, so I think alignment and where we've got into trouble in the last few years, I would say, is where we've had kind of a, uh, a, a maverick, if you like, out in the field who's in charge of a sales team and uh, has his own, um, you know, um, um, you know, his own plans for what he wants to do, say, in Asia when it doesn't really align with what we're doing uh, as a company. So those kinds of, those types of things are things that end up getting uh, put to bed um, and worked on because we, we, you just can't afford not to be aligned. And alignment means all the way down from, you know, what is the mission critical objectives of the company, the CEO, the board, the shareholders, all the way down to the salesperson who uh, needs to know what the focus is because if you don't, you run around like a chicken with your head cut off. If, if you're trying to sell to anyone that comes in the door and phone, phones you up, you know, it's the old thing that we always talk about, qualify, qualify, qualify. You know, if you don't qualify right from the get-go, you, you end up wasting time. And what helps that is mission-critical objectives all the way down through objectives for people, uh, organizations with salespeople, and then all the tactics that have to be done at the end of the day uh, to be able to keep you aligned. And then if, if something comes out of left field, actually, you look at it, you qualify it, and then you just ignore it if it's not really part of what we're trying to do this year. So those are the kinds of things that I think are, are really important for the sales. So to really understand, you know, if you're working for a public company, understand your annual report, understand what is going on in the company and where is, what, is, what the direction is, where it's headed. Um, so from, from where I sit, Ian, those are the things that I find that, uh, that, that really are important for us. Hey, I, I love your answer to that, Ian. Like having that alignment is so critical. It's like tying everyone's why together, right? If, if we can all be aligned on what it is we're doing and why we're doing it, it makes things a lot easier to say, well, that's not on, that's not on the list. That's on the list. Let's focus our efforts on that. So, uh, alignment yeah. is a, it's a big one. So in closing today, and again, I'd like to thank you, Mr. Ian Adam, for, for being on the show uh, this week. Um, would you like to send the profession of sales a message in closing? Well, we're always looking for sales agents. If someone's interested in selling uh, English learning products, ESL or whatever, the schools around the globe or um, uh, around Canada or North America, actually anywhere. So if you're interested in agencies, uh, being an agent for us, if you're out of work and looking for something to do and you really are a salesperson, give us a call. That's fantastic. Again, Ian Adams, CEO of Dinette International uh, in San Jose, California, has been our very special guest and still remains to be my best mentor that I've ever had in my sales career. Thank you, Ian, for being on the show this week, and we will be talking to you soon. Great. Thanks, Ian. Good luck to you and everyone listening. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. For more information on my books, guides, online sales training and coaching programs,
please visit salesmentoryou.com. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.